The opinions expressed on this program are solely those of its hosts, guests, or callers, and do not necessarily represent the opinions of WTBR-FM, its management, other producers, or sponsors. What do you do when you're two minutes... What do you do when you two guys trapped in Massachusetts, one's from New York and one's from Massachusetts, sitting on a pane of glass? What do you do when you hit the wrong button at the beginning of a show and you're three minutes late? Welcome to another edition of WTBR Sports Talk. Tony Mazzuck right here at 89.7. Give us a call at 445-5943 on a Sports Talk party with you on a Tuesday. Let's go! A strikeout party! Oh, poor Joey Gallo. He was better than the mob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Cronin the Zook right here on WTBR 89.7 FM. Robbie Zook Sean Cronin is always on our Tuesday slot. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning to you, sir. Doing very well. That's good. So, uh, yeah, what a crazy weekend. How was how'd it go, man? Enjoyable? Great. Those, yeah. those games, uh, I said going into the weekend I really wasn't going to be that interested in the Red Sox-Yankees games, but I still couldn't pull myself away from the TV. Of They're course not. Great series. Great series. Yeah. The only game I uh, missed was a Saturday night. We had a great turnout down in Greylock. So we, I, my mother and I went up the mountain. We went way up. And I'm like, where the hell is this place? We kept going up and going up and going up and going up. And suddenly, after two miles up the mountain, I said, Mom, we got to turn around. It's hard enough to turn your car around. So we turned down. And Dave, my trumpet player, he had to you know, go down this dirt road to, to, to get me and follow me down this dirt road towards the stage. It was crazy. And then we got lost going out of there. It's dark. It was nuts. But it was a great turnout. So we had a, we had a wonderful weekend So playing. So... I saw video clips of you playing it live on the lake. You guys sound great. Oh, thanks, man. It was fun. It was an amazing turnout. I'm playing actually Saturday night with my buddy Kobe Lewis down at Soko Creamery. We're going to play down there uh, doing uh, a duet, and then I'll be down at uh, uh, the Summer Concert Series uh, down in Great Barrington, Tuesday night, 19th at 6, so we're doing another gig. Yeah, we're getting booked like crazy and a bunch of stuff in August and September. we got the Squeeze in Lennox, so yeah, it's been fun, and Hopefully up to Saratoga in a couple months playing up that way, too. I hope so. Anyway, 413-445-5943. Yeah, Yankees, Red Sox. I tell you what, the mystery of uh, Rafael Devers and Garrett Cole. You know, he hit two more homers off him in that first game. They damn near came back and won that game. But it was unbelievable how Devers just continued to, to just... You know, Garrett Cole, he, I guess he's my daddy. Like, the Pedro line, the famous yeah. Pedro why they line. Just, why don't they just pitch around him, for crying out loud? I mean, uh, why do they even pitch to him? And Cole can't figure it out. He sounds like Homer Simpson. When they took away my spider tag. My spider tag. I know, I just don't get it. I, But, yeah, I mean, it was a close game. I figured, you know, there, this was it. And all of a sudden, before you knew it, pretty close game. And um, i got to give the Red Sox credit for the last two games. Game two, obviously... You know, the Yankees, you know, win pretty big. And Jackie Bradley's pitching. <laughs> Why waste, right? Why waste a pitcher, right? Might as well pitch the guy. So, this guy hit 92 miles an hour on the radar. Did guy. he hit 92 yeah. miles an hour? Wow, that's interesting. So then game three, you know, 
is um, obviously a game where, where the Red Sox came back again. And I got to ask you about this decision. We talk about all the time now about these high leverage situations in baseball. So the Yankees are winning, and they bring Clay Holmes in, I believe, with a one nothing league. Because like I said, I didn't see the game. I just watched the highlights. And, um, and then he brings in... Uh, okay, he took he took Michael King out. He pitched Montgomery, I think, was five and two-thirds of an inning. And then he brings in King. My question for you is, why didn't you stay with Michael King and then bring him? Why do you bring... I understand his, his, his argument about bringing in... The, the, you know, saying the game was won right there. But isn't, isn't he your closer at this point? You know, a couple of years ago, the Red Sox did that to Matt Barnes. They said he was going to face all the high leverage uh, parts of the line, of course, and he didn't care if it was the seventh inning, the eighth inning, the ninth inning. Barnes was going to get the best three hitters that were going to come up to bat at any point in the game, in the later innings. It ruined him. It killed him. He overused him, overworked him, and then his numbers just fell apart, and now the guy's toiling away in AAA on a, minor, on a rehab assignment, and he get blown, got the doors blown off in, in Worcester the other night. <laughs> So I, I don't agree. I, you know, the closer is the ninth inning, or if you're an extra, is whatever that inning is. That's right. the closer. It's not the eighth inning. It's not the ninth or the you know the seventh inning. It's the ninth inning. And Michael, inning. And Michael King's been great this year. Well, you you couldn't put Michael King back in for another inning. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you didn't use him the next day. If you noticed, in, in obviously in the in the game that drove me nuts, which was the fourth game, which was just a disaster. I mean, I mean, Tyon got a six-two lead. The next thing you know, the Red Sox come up with like nine runs in three innings. Um, but but going back to game three, yeah, I don't understand. Again, you know, you're in a situation where Michael King takes the ball from Montgomery with one out in the in the sixth. Why can't he pitch the seventh and and come back for the eighth? He's been doing it a lot this year. I just don't understand these. And they all do it. All these managers do it. They all switch bullpens. Constant switching of bullpens. It's just unbelievable. And uh, I just was like, I just. Couldn't understand. Then, of course, Wandy Peralta comes in the tenth inning, and then Verduga gets the big hit, and obviously Jeter and Jeter, uh, Jeter, Downs. Jeter Downs, which is funny, named just, after Derek right, Jeter. Right. I've been hearing all week but from my from my friend down down in Florida. Hopefully, he'll call Gerard that Derek Jeter was a terrible defensive shortstop. So I just sent him a highlight reel. So uh, he and I have been having this uh, ongoing debate about uh, certain guys that should be in the Hall of Fame. He's a huge Keith Hernandez fan. And we could talk about the Mets, too. But uh, as far as the Red Sox and the Yankees, when you look at the trading deadline now, we'll talk about the Mets in a little bit. But uh, as far as the trading deadline goes, I think we both know what the teams need. I mean, I'm, are you sold on this Yankee starting rotation, though, when you consider the fact that a lot of these guys haven't pitched over 200 innings? I mean, Nestor hasn't. Certainly, Seve came back, right? Tyon hasn't. And and Mon- I don't trust Montgomery. What's his lifetime here? Like four? I think every team needs starting pitching. They guys. all do. Yeah. yeah. And so there's guys out there. The kid from Oakland's definitely a, a possibility. Frankie Montes. Yeah, Frankie Montes. And then, of course, Castillo down from in the, the Reds. In the Reds. And, and by the way, the Yankees see the Reds tonight. Should be interesting. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, you'll get a firsthand look at them. And now they want to. And now they want to have a balance. Yeah. Now they want to have a balanced schedule now in baseball, which is just garbage. I mean, don't you like the unbalanced schedule? Don't you like to see the Yankees 19 times? Don't you I, like to see? I the, love it. Yeah, I love too. the division play. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, why do I want to see the Pittsburgh Pirates except for this kid O'Neill Cruz? Right? Why do I want to see? Him? Everybody's naming naming players after Yankee. You know, we got O'Neill Cruz and Jeter Downs, and yeah, Jeter Downs was part of that trade that uh, brought uh, he and Verdugo over. In the Mookie Betts deal, so they got. Uh, we'll see what kind of player Jeter Downs is, but uh, evidently Devers had back issues, and that's why I was like, I'm watching the fourth game. I'm going, 
Where's Devers? Yeah, he, he hurt his back in the previous series sliding. Hurt his back? How old is the guy? My God. 25. 25. <laughs> that's, you know, that's when you appreciate somebody like Cal Ripken, you know, playing all the games he did at shortstop. And these guys are, like, hurt at first base, and they're taking time off. I can't stand the load management. It drives me nuts. It really does. It's, it's just garbage. 413-445-5943. So looking into the, um, into the trading deadline, which I believe is August 2nd, August 2nd yeah, this that, year, yeah. That's Ringo's birthday. That's my cat's birthday, August 2nd. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It's also it's just right before Joey's thing. It's right before Jerry Garcia's birthday, which was August 1st. So, um, but anyway, yeah, so the trading deadline. Now we're looking at names like, you know, Castillo. We're looking at pitchers. We're looking at Andrew Benatendi. I guess uh, Brian Cashman's been talking Kansas City Rolls. The question is, what do the Yankees have to give up? They could probably have to give up one of their young pitchers, one of their young shortstops, I'm assuming, to get Benatendi. But Benatendi he's fits a, perfectly. He's a rental. Yes, he's a free well, agent. Right, he's a free agent of the year. I would sign so he him. Won't, he won't be given. He won't be given up as much for a rental. I wouldn't think. No, a Castillo for the Reds has one more year left on his deal, so that's going to take a significant packet of uh, packet. <laughs> sound like they're you know, paper. A significant <laughs> uh, prospect package to to, to get, get him. Get Castillo. Did the Red Sox have enough enough players though to get a guy like Castillo? I mean, their farm system's been kind of depleted, but it seems to be. Seems like he's. We kind of regurgitated the farm system a little bit. It's with, gotten with, yeah. With Kyle Malum, yeah, yeah. So their their pitching depth has gotten a lot stronger. You know, you guys saw three fifths of our AAA rotation in right, the Yankees right. series. You know, yep. Uh, I, I think I would love to see like Josh Bell from the Washington Nationals, the first baseman. Oh wow, he's a good player. You yeah, know, take Bobby Dahl back. Oh and my God, send him packing. Was please. that the worst? I mean, that was when Ch- oh, we got to talk about Chapman too. When Chapman comes in, I'm going, oh no. Did you like the fact that he brought him in the sixth inning? And he's trying to use I mean, it's not Boone's fault that Chapman can't get anybody out, but then he tried to get people out. And then DJ LeMayu shows you he should watch films of Derek Jeter of how to go back on a ball. Not only once, which is also Judge's ball, but then he did it twice. Could you believe the phones are ringing already? My God, we're, we're just getting so popular. Four one three four four five five nine four three. We'll probably be joined by Ralph Romeo, usually Tuesdays. So... So Cindy was making all kinds of faces. I don't go on Facebook very often, but I could see Cindy doing all. She's obviously energized, right, and renewed and rejuvenated now. So, yep, you got, okay, anyway, so, but uh, what were you going to say? I said I picked up the phone. Oh, you you picked up the phone. Okay, all right, so maybe somebody's there. Good good morning here on WTBR Sports Talk. Hello. What's happening? There he is. Hey, Ralph, what's going on? Who's got the button? Boy, I'm bad with the buttons this morning, man, I'm telling you. Hey, I I love when you sound like you're across the room. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like like Grover on Sesame Street. You're up near. It's kind of like you're calling from a black hole somewhere. I'm here on fire. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here on fire. A bad Star Trek episode. (laughs) Yeah, the trouble with tribbles. Yeah, yeah, Star no, Wars. That was the worst. That was the worst. It was so bad, it was good. Right, right. It's the trouble with truth. I know. I'm it was your too, father. That's that's because I don't have a producer. I'm on my on my own producer too, right? Can't well, wait. I can't for wait. I can't wait for when I. I can't wait for one day when I'm actually like you know somebody's actually producing for me. So there used to be. I mean, how, about getting pay, how about getting paid for your work? Right. How, yeah, great. that would be nice. T. It's funny when Tim Neverett. In fact, I just uh, texted Tim about coming on the show. You know, he's the voice of the Dodgers, and uh, you know, I remember when Tim was producing us, and we didn't have to do anything in the studio because he was in the other room producing. You know, we just sat there in the mic and it was all good. You know, so but. anybody's better than Dove Kramer. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. I won't call sometimes when Dove is producing down at the fan in New York because I don't know what it is. You know, he and I are like these, you know, we should have a bond there, you know, being fellow lawnsmen, but for crying out loud, I don't know, he's just not the friendliest well, guy in the world. Robbie, he hates me because I'm not Jewish, I think. <laughs> 
I don't know, man. I, 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 I thought for a moment I was picturing him as some chassidim with you know with peyotes and everything and a hat, but not. He's not well, really like, like that. Said, you know, no go- no goyim on the on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, yeah, I know. Unbelievable. That's so, all right. Yeah. So what now, if, now I know why they run this disclaimer before your show. It's all due to me. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I know when I was put the, I put the morning show drive thing. I hit the wrong thing for a second on the pod on the pods. You know, and over on the uh, on the arrays because it's like they're both the slightly same color. You know, in my eyes. It's like darn my eyes. Like too late. But <laughs> I remember Marty Feldman. I'm thinking, like, damn your eyes. Too late. Hey, hey, Keith Hernandez, Hall of Fame. Oh, jeez. Yeah, sure. Oh, my God. Gerard and I yesterday. I mean, it was like a, it was like an angry word, war of words. But anyway, I got to ask you about last night. Max Scherzer watched the game. Max Scherzer over the last 13 innings, one run given up. He was outstanding last night. Seven, uh, seven strong innings. He uh, struck out, what, nine guys last night, and he only allowed three uh, three hits and one run. The uh, the uh, home run to Austin Riley. He was fantastic. Twenty four home runs on the year. So, so uh, it's amazing. This guy's unbelievable. He's thirty eight years old. Incredible. And everybody's worried about the Mets going into Atlanta. So far, they take game one, and they were great last night. Luis Guillorme, who looks like a fat version of Johnny Damon, pops one over the wall there. And I have never seen Guillorme hit a ball out that far. But uh, yeah, they hey, want. Sure, sir. You're one one exception to the rule, Rob. He's a guy making big bucks, but he's he may be worth every penny. Not not I get you know I, I take that back. Nobody's worth that kind of money, but I guess he he plays as though he's making about fifty thousand, and that and that makes him good. He got back. If you notice how fast he got back, seven you weeks. Know, Degrom right? Degrom took his time. I don't know his injury. I can't tell his pain, but you know for sure for sure to come back as quickly as he did from that ribcage injury. That's a tribute to him. Oh yeah, he to me Scherzer's like the Mark Messier of the Mets. You know, he's the true leader of this team. He really is, and he, he and the thing is, he leads by example. He's like Derek Jeter, he leads by example. You and he know? goes deep into games. Yeah, and he goes deep into games. And I, you know, and uh, you know, he went to the seventh, and you can see the last strikeout. He pumped his fist. He knew this his night was over. And then, and Diaz has been great. I mean, you know, Diaz has been great in the ninth. Finally. Gets him out. Yeah, he's like finally. And Robinson Cano got two hits last night for the Braves. So I mean, it's funny to see Robbie. Well, Cano. you know what they did with Diaz. You know those guys that so-called they can't play in New York, those kind of guys. Yeah. They said that about Diaz, but he, but he turned it around. He, he, he adjusted his game somewhat, and he's, do, he's doing a fine job now. Yeah, I, I give it, I, tri- I tribute to that to uh, to the you know the pitching staff and the management of, of the Mets this year. It's, you know, it's about confidence. The guy's got good stuff. It's all in his head, you know. But, uh, yeah, the Yankees-Red Sox was a crazy weekend, and uh, now the, Re- the Yankees, even though they have a, what, 14-game lead, you never know in the playoffs because I tell you, anybody can get hot at this point. But the biggest disappointment, disappointment to me has to be Toronto, Sean, the Toronto Blue Jays. What are they? Yeah, they're, they're really playing Four. below par. You know, Sean must be happy about the Sox. Yes, oh, I consider yeah. a series split against the Yankees a win. I'll take it. And Stanton finally got off the Schneider. He's been hitting like 163 over the last month. And Sean texts me right as soon as Stanton hits the home run, like second inning. And he's like, F Stanton. There's breaking news. There's breaking news. Stanton has a, a hangnail out for three months. <laughs> Oh. Stanton has sounds like a sounds like a book by Doctor Seuss. Stanton has a hangnail. <laughs> no, I, I, I Stan, you know what he did. Stanton took a, a bad step. He stepped in a foxhole, out for six months. You know, I got you know I got the septic tank. People are digging septic tanks around here. It smells great here while I'm talking to you. <laughs> I just want to add that. He stepped out of rank, got hit by a tank. He ain't a chicken no more. Hey. Um. <laughs> this guy is digging a septic tank. It, sounds, it smells as though I'm on Rikers Island 
Oh, and, uh, you know, they, they, they give them saltpeter or whatever they give them there. Oh, salt. It's, it's terrible. Yeah, you and McMurphy, terrible. pal. Um, uh, anyway. anyway, so, yeah, I'm just getting back to what we were saying about the Mets. You know, the Mets need some help, definitely. But, you know, they need a bat behind Alonzo. And I thought of Cruz, right? I mean, he would be a perfect guy, right? Nelson Cruz, don't you think? He's starting yeah, to come I'd like around. to get him I, I, a professional, a professional hitter. But you know, what you need around that guy. You need somebody that can hit a home run. You know, they we put well, down that's the why home Nelly run. Cruz the, the guy. Yeah, we we put down three run homers, Rob. But you know, it comes in handy. Earl Weaver can tell you about that. Right. Eddie Murray. He that's said right. it was his best offensive weapon. And there's a guy that's a Hall of Famer, a true Hall of Famer. Compare Eddie Murray's uh, numbers with Keith Hernandez. Right, that's what I said to Gerard yesterday. I mean, Keith Hernandez had 162 home runs, drove in, I think, 1,600 runs, and had 2,100 uh, hits. And he's telling me he's a Hall of Famer based upon those numbers at first base. Then he starts giving me grief about Derek Jeter having 65 RBIs this season. Derek Jeter was a shortstop. He wasn't a power-hitting guy, and 65 no RBIs, comparison. and he had 13 home runs. He had more. Keith Hernandez averaged nine home runs for a first baseman. That's pathetic. John and, and I love Keith. And I, you know, and I love Keith Hernandez, put, too. It's not a put-down to Keith. That's no. what people don't get. No. But he thinks because he won 11 gold gloves. Mark Belanger won eight gold gloves. Is Mark Belanger a Hall of Famer? And, you know, my late friend Art Russ Jr. would disagree with me because Art felt that defensive geniuses should be in the Hall of Fame. I disagree. I think the Hall of Fame is for great all-time players that played both ways. Then he's telling me that Derek Jeter is not a good defensive shortstop. He's not well, Ozzie Smith. Three, i give you three names where people had the argument and why they, they're upset by these uh, these guys that don't get in. Right. Uh, Craig Biggio. Right. Uh, right. Mazeroski. And a guy named Nelly Fox. You yeah, know, you got the and there's a couple more, but these are the guys they bring up. They say if he's in, why can't my guy? Right. Be? Well, look at Phil Rizzuto's in, and so is Pee Wee Reese, and and, and Mazeroski was a was a Gold Glove second baseman, but a light hitting second baseman. Pee-wee I mean, Reese. I just think, right. I just well, the reason Pee Wee Reese is because he worked for Louisville Slugger all those years. I mean, let's be honest, okay? That's true. All right, but I mean, you know, nothing. Nobody's taken away from the fact that, that that Hernandez won eleven Gold Gloves, but Andrew Jones won ten Gold Gloves in center field and had four hundred runs. I think Andrew Jones's lifetime average was two fifty eight. Is Andrew Jones a Hall of Famer? According well, last night to Gary Coney, I'll, I'll give you one. Gary Coney's Hall of Famer. Ex- yeah, go ahead. I got you. I'm sorry. I, I give you one interesting exception to the rule. Right. Ozzy Ozzy Smith, who was among the, the greatest at the position, the best. He, the he best. learned how to hit halfway through his career, so he upped his average. That's the only reason why he got in. It wasn't because of his defensive prowess. It was because he actually learned how right. to hit I, yeah, about I, halfway through. Right, and I'll never forget Jack Buck's call, the wizard, when he hit the home run in the playoffs. That was amazing. Yeah, I mean, I'll still take, I'll still take Belanger over Ozzy Smith. Would you? No, I'll, I'll, no, I'll, t- I'll take Ozzy. Well, I saw Belanger. Belanger's from Pittsfield, you know. In fact, Susan's uh, mom went to high school with him. So, uh, how about yeah. Buddy Harrelson, the great Buddy Harrelson? Hey, Buddy 140 good... pounds soaking wet. Yeah, right. I mean, Buddy was a great defensive shortstop. You know what was a terrific shortstop, too? And, and people talk about him getting in the Hall of Fame is Omar Vizquel, who had a lot of hits. Right. I, don't know, I don't know how many hits Omar Vizquel had, but Omar Vizquel won a lot of gold gloves. But, I mean, Derek Jeter won five gold gloves. He obviously won gold gloves because he made great plays. I mean, I think that people are talking about his range. Yeah, he's not A-Rod, and he certainly wasn't Cal Ripken Jr. in terms of, I mean, Cal Ripken was pretty rangy, right, for his size. But, I mean, sure. you know, when, A, when A-Rod came to the Yankees, people, you know, Gerard's telling me, well, you know, Jeter should have moved to third. You're not going to move Jeter from thir- to third when he's been well, the captain. the cap- guy that comes to mind is Robin Yount. 
Oh, yeah. That moved to center, right. that moved to center, center field. field. Actually right. improved his game. Yep, absolutely. He was also a very good very good shortstop. But I was naming guys yesterday. I mean, I was naming Cecil Cooper, who was one of the best first basemen I ever yep. saw. One, And the only reason Cecil didn't win more gold gloves is because he had Donald Arthur Mattingly in the same time. I mean, you talk right. John Olerud won gold gloves and also had more seasons of home runs and RBIs. And Keith, Keith Hernandez had one year of 100 RBIs, averaged 88 RBIs through a 17-year career. That's a Hall of Famer. I don't care how many damn gold but, gloves but now you that win. We've, now that we've revealed him not to be a Hall of Famer, let's speak about his attributes. The guy, the guy redefined the position for his time. He I agree. Really did. He played I agree. a, he played I, a I, wonderful first I agree. Game. Absolutely agree. I mean, Bernie Williams was a terrific center fielder, but he's not putting not putting Bernie in the Hall of Fame. Bernie's as clutch right. a player as I ever saw in my life. Might as well put Coco Crisp in the and Hall of Fame. And if you're getting Coco Crisp, ever... hey, hey, Sean, hey, Sean, what about they Cole are so and chocolatey? The <laughs> Cole, Cole and the spider tag, Sean. It's like uh, Linus without a security blanket. So it sure is. I haven't heard that. The Red Sox it's kind of like Charlie Br- Charlie Brown, you know, the, the Lucy lifting the football. It's not there anymore. There, Cole. How, how could one guy make multi millions of dollars relying on one substance? Without that substance, he's like a half a man. He's emasculated. Especially against uh, the Red Sox, they beat him up every time they face him. I can just see him sucking his thumb in the corner saying, I want my spider time. <laughs> <laughs> I want my Maypo. Wait, they should remember I want my Maypo, Ralph? It's before Sean's time. Remember, right, remember right, the Maypo like commercial? Remember the Maypo commercial? I, I want mean, my Maypo. Right. Instead of the Maypo, the guy's right. covered in spider right, tag. Right, exactly. I want my spider tag. I still can't believe that uh, Josh Donaldson is on the same team as this guy now, and he's the one that called him out on his using that stuff. What a big mouth he is. Sure he never is. shuts up. Yeah, and then the whole thing with the Jackie Robinson thing. He runs his thing. mouth more than Robbie does. Sure. <laughs> and, that's, and that's hard to do. He's a that's jerk. hard. He's you got to really a, work at it. He's a jerk. He really is. I know, but he, he really, brings, he really yeah, I love is, him you know, more. Because there's, there's a guy who has something to say, opinionated, but he's just a flat-out troublemaker. He yeah. is, but you know what? I love that he's on our team because the Yankees have needed this for a couple of years because when they had Johnny Damon and Nick Swisher and some guys that you know were, were kind of irreverent guys, I kind of like that. I like a little bit of irreverence on the team, and the, the Red Sox had that for a while, too, with the Cowboy Up team. They really did. Coco and, Crisp and Nick Swisher Coco for the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I mean, Keith hey, Hernandez had Nick 162 Swisher, he, home runs. Nick Swisher had it. When he took off, he had he wore about five chains around his neck when he played the outfield. Looking for Dugo. Somebody tell me he's not. Tell me, somebody tell me he's not Italian. You can't wear five chains. Like Robbie on just a baseball said. Field. Like Robbie just said, looking for Dugo. He's Verdugo. covered in them. He looks like a jewelry store for Dugo. <laughs> Surprised he doesn't hang out with like you know that Ricky Ricardo's not hanging out for Super Jewelers. He looks like. I used to, I used to hope that Barry Bonds got hit right in the ear with that dangling earring. I used to say, hey, get oh, him right man. in the ear. He looked like a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, Barry. Well, he was such a surly guy. I mean, first of all, one of the greatest players of all time, but the guy looked like the Stay Puft Marshmallow guy when he got to San Francisco. It was just absolutely ridiculous. I've never never seen a ballpark. I'll tell you another first baseman who goes underrated, uh, Fred McGriff. Oh, my God, he should be in the Hall of Fame. The Crime Dog should be in there for sure. The Crime Dog had 493 home runs. The Crime Dog had over nine years of over 100 RBIs and eight years of over 30 home runs. Absolutely, he should be in the Hall of Fame, and he probably will be. He'll probably be voted. 
voted in next next year. I would the say the Veterans Committee or whatever they call I, no, it. I don't think no, I don't think it's a Veterans Committee. I don't think, oh, I think, is he still on the ballot? I, is he still on the ballot? Yeah, that's a good question. I we should find he, that out. Maybe yeah. find out at the break. So, yeah, that's interesting. But yeah, definitely. Can imagine the voting in Harold Baines and not Trevor. Oh my McGriff. God, that's Harold ridiculous. Baines. Well, that's that's Larusa. Larusa is a is a creep. We all know what Larusa is. is the one who started this cybergenic nonsense. And I get these statistics from Gerard like war. I mean, I are you a fan of that statistic, Sean? War? Certainly not. I mean, Certainly what a not. bunch of crap. How war. is Joey Gallo uh, above a replacement yeah, player? Right, exactly. His, his war is in uh, the well, positive. Well, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you guys, it has its place in certain aspects oh, of the game, on. but it can't be your barometer. I mean, come on. I, you know, it's so funny when I see these reference uh, statistics online, I see this war, and I go, give me a break. When Joey Gallo is supposed to be a valuable player, was hooting 163. I mean, baseball's a joke today. I mean, Trevor Story now has, what, 59 RBIs or 58 RBIs? He's hitting a cool, what, 225? I mean, the averages, and he, he tells me, Gerard says to me, oh, the averages don't mean anything in baseball, right? Yeah, Tony Gwynn, what was his lifetime average? Like 250, or 350, or 340, whatever it was. I mean, that's not impressive. It's not impressive to watch oh, a great hitter. You know, you know how difficult it is to hit that That's height. ridiculous. Of, of average get rid of the shift. You might, if you get rid of the shift, you might have 300 hitters again, for crying out loud. Joey Gallo you know, struck you know out 30 times in June. You know the fascinating thing is that I think, Sean, or you, or you did, Robbie, you mentioned that a position player, this, this is how talented some of these guys are, a position player can crank it up to 92 miles per hour. Isn't that something on yeah. the mound? How about yeah, O'Neal, like O'Neal, this kid, uh, what's it called, O'Neal Cruz from the from the Pirates throws up on 99 miles an hour from shortstop position. It's incredible! It's, it's incredible! Amazing. They're getting Tommy John surgery now. The shortstop. <laughs> By the way, Fred McGriff was last year of eligibility for the Hall of Fame was 2019. Yeah, the vote. Yeah, yeah, they're going in for their vasectomy and Tommy John all at one time. How does Fred McGriff not get in the Hall of Fame? It, 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 uh, Sean just said he, his, should, he should be. Of course he should, he should be. be in it's the ridiculous. Hall of Fame. He was you know, a Yankee. You know why? He was a very quiet guy. Right. He flew under the radar. They had Dale Murphy at the time. These bigger uh, names. But he, he's the best out of the bunch. Yeah, no, uh, uh, Crime Dog, he came up with the, with the Yankees. He was a Yankee farmhand, and then he got traded in that horrible trade they made. And uh, he could have been playing first base, but, of course, we had Don Mattingly. Anyway, so. my, my, my wonderful wife is listening. She says we're funny. And I, and I said, you know, uh, you know the, I'm, I'm talking to two stand-up comedians that are posing as, as sports <laughs> show hosts. Of, yeah. course we're, of course we're funny. We're going to have Coco Crisp on next Coco week, Crisp. by the way. <laughs> And then we'll get Quaker. We'll get Quaker Oats. Yeah, like, do you know it's funny? It's funny when Jody and I were together. She got me Quisp cereal online. She's actually, I remember that. Yeah, Quisp and Quake. Remember, and all of a sudden there's a package at my door front, and there's a box of Quisp online. I couldn't believe it. She got me Quisp there, there cereal. There were little flying saucers. Yes, they were little flying like saucers. Flying right, they were shaped like flying saucers. And I'll tell you, they were very, very, very good for a strong body. They really were. Absolutely. You want to have Wonder Bread and, and Quisp cereal. <laughs> For your kid, you really do, because they'll grow up strong. Hey, exactly. I, I gotta, I gotta run. I gotta run too. I'll, 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 leave, you, to I'll leave you with this. Okay. I'll leave you with this. The Houston Astros will overtake the New York Yankees, Sean and Rob, and the Atlanta Braves will win the National League East. See, I think the Mets are going to win. I, I really do. The, I really think that Degrom's going to come back, and they're going to beat the Braves. So, so that's what I. That's at least. Hey, hey tune in for the show tonight, eight o'clock. And by the way, Sean, your partner there is going to be on my program five o'clock. On Friday, so tune in to WPAT Listen Live. Look forward to it. You got it, brother. We'll talk, right, to you talk to you as always. Take Lots care. of love. You got it. Okay, bye bye. 
Ralph Romeo checking in right there. We'll be back in a few messages. Talk some more baseball. Give us a call right now. 413-445. Gerard, if you're out there, give us a call. We'll talk about Keith Hernandez and some other Hall of Fame uh, players that uh, aren't in the Hall of Fame. But uh, he's making the case because he's the greatest defensive now. You can make a case for, for Brooks Robinson. Now, Brooksy's lifetime average. Brooksy had a lot more RBIs and home runs. So we'll, we'll discuss it after this. Messages. WTBR-FM is listener-supported radio. That means we depend on your donations to keep the station on the air. All the local content and the music you love requires your support. You can make your donation today at WTBRFM.com by calling 445-4234 or stopping by our studio at 4 Federico Drive in Pittsfield. You'd be glad you did. Pittsfield Community Radio, for the love of radio. Hey, this is Mike Pezzo. Remember those tunes your parents told you to turn down? Better yet, remember those tunes your grandparents told your parents to turn down? Well, on Mike's Amazing Music and Oldies show, you'll hear sometimes oldies, sometimes blues, sometimes local performers, and a lot of rock. On Pritchard County's only rock station, 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio, Thursdays at noon. Tune in and be entertained and educated. Pittsville residents, have you heard about Code Red? It's the city's emergency alert program, and it keeps you informed on the latest updates and notifications, including but not limited to weather-related emergencies, road closures, and water main breaks. So stay connected and be informed. Text Pittsfield to 99411 to enroll or visit cityofpittsfield.org to sign up. Every Sunday night at 10 p.m., something strange happens to the airwaves of WTBR-FM. It's called The Mix. It is an experience like no other on this part of the planet. Witness a collection of fresh and classic beats that are guaranteed to make you move. The best part is, it is mixed completely live, uncut, unedited. So, for an exciting end to the weekend, tune your radio to WTBR-FM Sunday nights from 10 to midnight for The Mix. I smoke because it's a habit. It's very hard to quit. I've tried. My wife smokes. It's not allowed in the home. It's not allowed around my children. I just know it isn't good. My husband hates that I smoke, and I smoke outside. It irritates her a little bit, but I think she sees and understands what I'm trying to get across to her, that it's not only bad to her, but it's bad to my three beautiful daughters and my two sons. My dad gets upset with my mom because she smokes and he doesn't, and whenever my mom goes and smokes, she has to go smoke outside. I don't think my mom should smoke because it's really bad for you, and it could hurt you really bad. I do think there is a correlation between parents and kids. The parent smokes, the kids think it's okay for them to smoke. Sometimes, all you need is a small reason to quit. Yeah, I love my mom very much, but I still wish she'd stop smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You guys rock. WTBR. Welcome back to WTBR Sports Talk. Cronin the Zook right here on Tuesday. I didn't know Jesus smoked. <laughs> Sometimes all you need is a smoke. Yeah, right? Oh, boy. You're still you're still chopping those marbles down, right? Oh, my goodness. No, sir. No, sir. Oh, well, nope. Nope. I know. I, I, I switched. No, I, I haven't smoked a cigarette in 30 years. Was it 28 years? More than that. So, 
But I uh, can't say it about anything else. But uh, I tell you what, we got two new guests coming on to this afternoon. We got Count Chocula and Captain Crunch here to join us today. Captain Crunch and Count Coco Crisp. <laughs> Remember, he played for the Reds and then he, uh, Red Sox. Then he played for the A's. Did he go back? He was like back. And, and he was forth. with the Indians. Right, he was with the Indians. Coco Crisp. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, he was a pretty good little ball player, though. He was not bad when he played for the Red Sox. He was pretty good, actually. So He hit a division series home run off of Rick Porcello that knocked him out of the game. So I'll, Right, I'll, right, that's right. That? I do remember 2017. that. 2017. Yeah, right, right. I, was like, I, was, I knew he, was a, he came back to haunt the Red Sox yep. forever. At Fenway Park, of all places, too. So Anyway, 413-445-5943 right here on Tuesday. Cronin the Zook here on WTBR 89.7, as we are every Tuesday. And... Uh, just wanted to say that we will be, my band, HB Funk and Company, down at the uh, uh, series down in Great Barrington. Uh, we can't think, what do they call it? The Summer Something Series. Sounds of Summer. Sounds of Summer. There you go. The Sounds of Summer will be down there uh, the 19th from 6 to 8 playing. And we had a great turnout to Live at the Lake. And it was so nice of the guys over uh, down the dial to uh, invite me down to the station. I had so much fun with uh, Slater and Marjo uh, that morning. It was really fun. So... Anyway, give us a call right here if you want to talk baseball. I'm still waiting for my buddy to call me up and tell me why Keith Hernandez is a, is a Hall of Famer. So, <laughs> Yes, he defined the position. I understand. So did Brooks. Well, Brooks is in the Hall of Fame. Anyway, my mom, you know, when Brooks Robinson was playing for the York White Roses, my mom was growing up in York, PA, and uh, he was a player. And so... Um, my mom got to be friendly with, with Brooks Robinson, which was really cool, you know, and stuff. But evidently, there's a story about him coming to my grandfather's house and my grandfather not knowing who he was and throwing him out of the house. And my mother like, hey, you know what that is? <laughs> <laughs> it's Brooks Robinson you just threw out of the house, you know. So anyway, but uh, yeah, we're getting back to, you know, we were talking before about the trade deadline, what these teams need. Now, I'm going to start with the Mets. Now, the Mets, if you look at the Mets, they're hitting 260 as a team, which is outstanding. But the thing is, they don't have that power pop besides Alonzo, really. If you look at it, he, he and Lindor really provided home runs. It hasn't been a lot of home runs hit by that team because they're more of a contact team, which I like. But you add a bat. So let's say, let's say they get a guy like, do you think Nelson Cruz is a guy? I mean, I think he fits in there. But do you think he's good enough to, you know, to, to, to bat behind a guy and protect a guy like Alonzo in the lineup? I think he's having a down year by his standards, but he's, the power has started to come back in his last month or so. You know, it's interesting. They talked about J.D. Martinez that the Red Sox had really started to you know, dwindle down and, and had an under 500 season about trading him, obviously. I think it's his opt-year, right? Am I correct? With, with, he's uh, a free with agent. Right, he's a free agent. So, yeah. Right, so... So, um, you know, I don't think they're going to trade him now, certainly. But uh, they could, you know, they could trade him. I mean, they could trade him and say, hey, look, look let's get assets back for next year. But I don't think they're going to do that to the fans. But uh, J.D. Martinez blows. Well, he was hitting 350. He was hitting 350. And now, and then all of a sudden, he's hitting 305. He got that home run. I, it's funny. I called the home run the other night. As soon as Tyon threw the ball, I said, wow, here comes another home run. It's going to be tied in two seconds. Bang. There it went, you know. He does have 30 doubles on the year, which is good. Which but, is pretty, but, but so, so, only nine homers. So who's out there that you think the Mets can go out and get to protect Alonzo in the lineup. I mentioned the name earlier, Josh Bell from the Nationals. Right, right, first Josh base. Bell, right. He's not going to take a lot to get because he's a free agent, but I want to see him on the Red Sox bad. Because I'm sorry, but Bobby Dahlbeck and Franchi Cordero are not the option, are not the answer at first base. I mean, you know, that's they say they've slapped a Band-Aid on it. That's like putting gum in the who's on the on the. Uh, over dam, you know, just to stop a leak. Yeah, we don't know if Degrom's coming. You know, I, I'm assuming Degrom's been pitching. He's been actually doing some pitching in the minor leagues. Two or three, yeah, rehab two or three starts. rehabs. He's been doing pretty well. The question for me is that could the Mets use another pitcher? I certainly think they could. But what do they have to give? And what do they have in the minor leagues to give at this point? They have that young catcher. They're not touching the young catcher. And if they have to give up him up for Castillo, I mean, I think that's what the Reds are going to want. 
They're going to want this young guy to have a catcher, the Mets. I don't think the Mets. The, you know what the Mets have? It's amazing. I mean, James McCann, I said, was a bust when they got him. He's been a total bust. I mean, I think the Mets have two home runs from their catching position while the Atlanta Braves have 22. Wow. So, I mean, yeah, that's, a, that's another position that they could go. They could go after a catcher realistically, you know. And speaking of catchers, how good has Jose Trevino been for, for the Yankees? He's an all-star. He couldn't believe his reaction. <laughs> Did you see this thing they had with Boone? He's on Boone's couch, and Boone's telling him that he made the all-star team. He says, and Boone's like, well, I think you should take a trip to California for three days. <laughs> and Trevino's like, what? And then he, you know, he spread the news that he's actually going to the all-star game, and so is Clay Holmes. So, but um, he told Matt Carpenter to please shave his mustache. I love his mustache. I can't stand. He's that. been great for the. He's been absolutely fantastic for the Yankees. A professional hitter from the left side. You know, Cashman all of a sudden's using his brain. Like, where was it for a couple of years? You know, you go down and get some left-handed bats. But, um, you know, when I look at the Mets, they haven't had a really good year from a couple of guys. Obviously, the kid that picked up from Milwaukee, the third baseman, um, and uh, it's like I don't know. They just. Um, they don't have a whole lot of power, so I would think. That, but there's got to be someone like you just mentioned about Josh Bell. He could be a guy that could go. To, I, the Red Sox should definitely go after him, no doubt in my mind, because he can hit and he can. And he's not a bad fielding first baseman at all. He's pretty good actually. But Red, uh, the Red Sox need a lot of help. They yeah, they really do. Need a couple bullpen arms. You know, getting Chris Chris Sale's going to pitch tonight for the first right, time right, all we'll year. Talk about that, yeah. Yeah, you know, they gave him a five-year, hundred and forty-five million dollar contract extension three years ago, and he's made nine starts in that time. Wow. Nine starts. So, and Chris know, Bale. Chris Bale. My buddy Jimmy calls me Chris Fail. Chris Ale. Chris Ale. Right? Yeah. We talked about Chris Ale, yeah. right? Do you see he destroyed the clubhouse uh, down in Worcester the other I day? I saw that. What like, the hell was he doing? The runway going into the clubhouse, he like ripped the TV what was off that the wall. All about? Having a temper tantrum. For what? Childish, because he gave up five walks. Oh, give me a break. Yeah. These guys are ridiculous. He should say, wait a second. I'm making all these millions. What do I care? Yeah. I'm glad he cares, but I mean, come on, go out and go out, take yourself out for a hundred thousand dollar dinner tonight. You know, I mean, it's ridiculous, and the salaries just continue to be ridiculous. I couldn't believe the salaries in in, in basketball. I was looking through the salaries. Damian Lillard gets sixty one million dollars. Is Damian Lillard worth sixty one million dollars a year for Portland? No. Goodness God. Goodness God, boy! The popcorn prices are going up in Portland, folks. Let me tell you, holy moly! What's Jokic or Jokic? However you pronounce 50 it, million. fifty million. Jesus. Goodness God! And then Jokic is a better player than Damian Lillard. I was just, I just having to come off my mind not to go on a basketball tangent, but I couldn't believe some of the salaries they were they were giving away. Anyway, four one three four four five five nine four three. Yes, folks, we are a call on show. If you want to give us a call right here at WTBR ten forty, Sean Cronin and Robbie Zucker as our Tuesday continues. Beautiful day outside. Uh, not too bad, you know, a little breezy. So the weather's been really good. I've been happy. We had great weather the other day. It was amazing. And we were dying up on stage. I was, like, sweating bullets, but it was, like, I think it was, like, 80 degrees. But it was fun. It was fun at the lake. It was the first time I'd been up there, you know, to actually not only do a concert, but to see what was going on and stuff. And some of the vendors didn't make it out, and some did. But they evidently sold out a pizza. So Papa John's was up there, and they were, like, selling out a pizza. So Did you all the boats come in? Yeah, 50 boats came in. Wow. 50. That's great. It's insane. I told you it was going to be it's like, like that. love, exciting, and new. Come aboard, you know. They're all out there getting drunk in their boats, listening to you guys play. Everybody, yeah, everybody was great really time happy. It was, there. it was fun. So anyway, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, now, now we can talk about the Yankees, about they need. Okay. All right. Look at the, look at the five guys that are pitching. Who do you trust? You, I don't trust Cole. Spider attack. <laughs> I don't trust Cole against the Red Sox, that's for sure. He has he has some kind of mental 
issue against the Red Sox at Fenway. He's been terrible. His, his numbers, look at his ERA lifetime at Fenway. Was it like 12 runs per game? Whatever the hell it is, it's awful. Devers has like 14 homers off him in like three years. It really is. It's something crazy Oh, like my that. God. It's when he said, like you said the other night, he's like, I'm going to get to figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> Just walk the guy. The hell with it. Walk him. Give me my spider Just tack. Just walk him. Oh, oh, my God. I know. It's amazing. You know what I can't stand, too? When the, every time a pitcher comes off the mound after the end of the inning, you see the umpire has to check his glove and check himself. I mean, stop with this already, please. If the guy, if you're, if you're suspicious that the guy is using a foreign substance on the baseball, that's fine. But just this idea of checking the guy's glove every time, enough already with this nonsense, please. The glove, the hat, it's, it just looks dumb. God. The, 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 the image of it is just... Can we just get rid of Rob Manfred? Can we take, can we take him on a long cruise, a permanent cruise, and just get rid of him? <laughs> with this piece of metal? Oh, man. Can we slide him down the Mississippi? I mean, it's really, I, I just in, in, you know, into the ocean, I can't take the guy. You remember when he referred to the World Series trophy as a piece of metal? Yes, a piece of metal. There Let him go. take his piece of metal and go home. Exactly. Let him use a big metal oar and, and, and you know, I mean, it's just, I mean, the guy just, you know, it's just ridiculous with with uh, with, with, Rob, with Rob Manfred. But he makes Goodell look like he knows what he's doing. <laughs> and bring back Bud Sillick for crying out loud. He was wonderful compared to this guy. But, you know, when you look at the Yankees, you know, the starting rotation, okay, Nestor Cortez has been really good, all right? Um, Tyon has been terrible lately. I mean, Tyon killed him. He was up 6-2 the other day. All he had to do was get through another inning. And that, that pitch to that, – that, that home run by Devers the other night, that was unbelievable. That that second that, that home run was unbelievable. The one he hit out into center field, I couldn't believe he hit that that ball that far. That kid has ridiculous that power. That was ridiculous watching. I couldn't believe that ball was out of there. It was amazing. But I mean, getting back to uh, you know to the pitching staff itself, do you really trust Montgomery? I mean, he's been okay. They've scored some runs from it. He's basically a four ERA pitch for most of his career, right? Okay. So I'm not big on Montgomery. All right. Nestor Cortez had a really nice year, but as Nestor Cortez hasn't pitched 200 innings, I believe, in his career. So do I trust him in a big game? Maybe he pitches well at home. On the road, his eh, ERA is probably a little bit higher. Um, There's another clown Tyon and then Seve. I mean, Seve doesn't strike out a whole lot of guys anymore. Has he pitched fairly well? Yeah, pretty, for the most part. But he, you know, he's just coming back off of what? Two years two of Tommy years. John, so I mean, does he still throw hard? Sadly, yeah, he's still, I haven't seen him still, pitch yeah, he still throws hard, you know, and stuff. I mean, he's still getting the ball up to 80, you know, 98, 99 miles an hour and stuff, and he's pitched pretty well. He doesn't, like I said, he doesn't strike out as many guys as he has over the past, you know, few years when he was healthy before he had the, the surgery. And I don't expect him to be to, to be as as a lethal a pitcher in terms of his velocity or as consistent with his velocity. Um, but he's. You know, he's a guy that, I, you know, it's a, still a question mark for me come playoff time, you know, and he hasn't been great in the postseason when he's had the opportunities. So my question really is that, you know, the Yankees need, obviously, to get themselves, I, I think they still need to get themselves a, a, another uh, guy in the, ro- in the rotation. That's just my feeling. Whether it's Castillo, whether it's a kid from Oakland, whoever it is, you know, um, they need, they need I, I really believe they need another starting pitcher. The other thing, too, is that Joey Gallo, We've talked about this all year long about another positional outfielder, and now Cashman's talking to Kansas City about Ben Intendi. To me, Ben Intendi is the perfect fit for the Yankees. Here's why. I am not a proponent of Aaron Judge hitting second. I think it's the stupidest thing. Aaron Judge has 30 home runs. You know how many RBIs he has? Like 56. 66. 66. How is that possible? Guys that hit 30 home runs hit 100 RBIs. You know, why is it possible? Because he hits second. So if DJ LeMayu doesn't get on base and he's dropping Joey Gallo and kind of for left with the ninth, all right? Now, Kyner Falef is not a bad hitter. He's not a power hitter. He's a shortstop. But, I mean, Joey Gallo's batting ninth, or if you're batting ninth and you're batting a guy that's hitting, you know, 220, and then and then he doesn't get on base and LeMayo doesn't get on base, this means, you know, 
Judge is hitting solo home runs. I'd love to find out how many solo home runs Aaron Judge has hit as opposed to uh, you know multiple uh, home runs this season. I guarantee in the 30 home runs, I guarantee over 20 of them are solo home runs. Cora, so, Cora hits uh, Devers second a lot, too, which I don't understand. Well, I don't get it. I don't get I it at all. And I understand they say, well, you know, he'll come up more often. But if there's nobody on base, what, what's what the point? What good does it do? Yeah. What does it do? I never heard of stats like that. 30 home runs at the break? He's almost at the break with 30 home runs, which is unbelievable when you consider names like Mantle and Maris and Ruth, Ruthie and Stipe statistics, you know, on half a season. And especially the times that a bat that he has had and the fly balls. I said something was like some statistic the other day. He's hit like 85 something fly balls and 30 of them have gone out for home runs, which is pretty amazing. But my question is like, why do you stick a guy second Who's got 30 home runs? I don't. It just it makes no sense to me. The two and, holes should be a contact hitter's role. Uh, right. So here the you guys go. on ducks on the pond, man. Get right. him on base. Right. So you take a guy like Ben Benintendi, who's a 300 hitter, an on base guy, a guy with speed. You stick him in front of Lemayu. Now you're talking. Now you got a table setter in in Benintendi, and behind him you have a guy that can you know pretty much work the bat in Lemayu. Although Lemayu's been really disappointing. He's hitting 260 this year. I mean, that's, they gave him a you know, pretty damn good contract. $95 90, million. Yeah, $95 dollars. million, dollars, yeah. and he's hitting 260 That's not impressive. I'm sorry. The guy was hitting, what, 340 a couple of years ago? Jackie Bradley struck him out the other night. <laughs> Did he strike him? <laughs> 62 no, mile an hour. Oh, like, really? I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> you know, because of Nesson. Let me tell you something about Nesson, okay? Now they want people to buy Nesson now. <laughs> And, okay, so my Dish Network that had Nesson for all these years now, no longer available on Dish. So now I don't get any of the Red Sox games. So the only time I watch the Red Sox is national TV or I'll flip on WEEI or whatever. And, and so that's the only way I can keep up with Red Sox baseball at this point is Internet. So it's really frustrating because, obviously, I get all the Yankee games because I have the baseball package. Nesson's offering a streaming and I service. Like watching, and I like watching the Red Sox. They are? Okay. Yeah, that's right. I saw they, that. They want yeah. $30 a month so you can catch the occasional uh, you know, game and uh, re-rate replays of a dining playbook. You, you can't know? even get free games on TV like the Yankees used to be on picks. You can't even get, or even on WR, you can't even get games now on regular television for the Yankees. You'll get them for the Mets on, uh, you know, on channel, you know, channel 9 on WOR, or actually, actually I think it's on picks in New York. But I mean, I don't, you know, I don't get it. Like, like you, you have to go on to Apple now. You have to go on to, you know, uh, Amazon, you have to go on the, all these stupid stream services to actually get a regular baseball game. And baseball is a game that's so different than every other game. I mean, you take it to the beach with you, whatever it is, you know, so it's... You hear the sport struggling with ratings, making it harder to watch the games. You know, like you said, this Apple TV, like my aunt loves watching the Red Sox. She tries to watch them every day. I like how she your aunt. She can, my aunt, yes, <laughs> yes, my aunt, and she cannot get Apple TV. No, it does not come. You know, it's... I get it because I have an iPhone. Right. You know, but they, you know, I can get the free baseball games, but that's all I can get. And I'm not signing up for anything that's associated with Disney. So that's, you know, <laughs> Apple, you know. So. Yeah, why? Why you have a theory against Disney? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm not going woke. Let's just put it that okay, way. Yeah. So. Well, my trouble with, with Walt Disney was just a big anti-Semite. <laughs> That's about it. I didn't know the man either. So, so he probably I, didn't need so, his count chocolate. So I, yeah, right. I didn't need the count. Right, exactly. So I didn't need it. 413-445-5943. Robbie Zirka, Sean Corona right here for another uh, 13 minutes right here in our usual Tuesday slot right here at WTBR 89.7 FM. And stick with WTBR this afternoon for all their great music. And at 4 o'clock, the Beatles forever will be on for two hours from 4 to 6. So you want to stick around for that. We uh, definitely, this is definitely the best rock station in the county. There's no doubt about it. You hear stuff 
stuff on here. I mean, I hear stuff that I haven't heard in years that come out right out of my record collection. And sometimes I just leave the station on, and I left the, I leave the station all the time on for my cat. So I get home and Ringo's goes like, "Man, you should have heard what was going on." <laughs> I heard you this morning, Rob. Why can't you get off the air so I can hear some more music? And he's rocking on the bed there and everything. But yeah, I mean, the the, the how these guys come up with all this music, and then I realize there's ten thousand records down the hall here, so it makes my record collection look like nothing. And I thought I had a fine collection of music, which I do. But I mean, why wow. do I have this image now in my head of a of a cat sitting around an apartment with a pair of sunglasses on, <laughs> listening to a radio station? You know? Just... Yeah, you got to commute. I mean, this, I mean, I have the only talking cat in Berkshire County. I'm telling you. <laughs> He talks more than I do. That's a scary thought, too. It's crazy. I mean, it's so funny at 530 in the morning this morning. Hello. 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 It's amazing. He's, and people say, is that is, is you living with somebody? Is that your girlfriend? I go, no, no, no. It's my cat talking. Anyway, here's the phone lines. All right. 413-445. Let's go to our phone lines right here. Good morning on WTBR Sports Talk. Who am I talking to? All right. I've been disparaging enough between you and Ralph, so I had to call him. That's <laughs> Gerard. What's up, brother? How you doing? Oh, my God. You should have heard us going call. back and forth yesterday about Keith Hernandez. Goodness God. Listen. Yeah. I know his offensive numbers don't get him in. I'm well aware of that. But you've got to look at his career. You've got to look at the body of work. He is, by most experts' opinions, the best first baseman who's ever played the game defensively. But what's a baseball expert? There's got to be a spot in the Hall of Fame for someone who's the best ever at their position. Then you add the fact in that he was an above-average offensive player. What? And the guy is worthy. He just simply is. No. He will be with the Veterans Committee. Okay. How, okay, let's compare him to other first basemen, though, in the history of baseball. Let's, get, let's even compare him to guys in his own era. Are you telling me he's better than Cecil Cooper? No. Are you telling but me? I, but I'm not talking about a, comp- in a comparison. But, but you I'm have to. But, but, but you have to compare numbers because why? Okay, why isn't Fred McGriff in the Hall of Fame? And Fred McGriff was better than than uh, than Hernandez. Fred should be in the Hall of Fame. He absolutely should be. Okay. that is one of the miscarriages of justice. He should absolutely be in the Hall of Fame. Cram dog. 493 home runs. He absolutely should be in. Yeah, but nine seasons over 100 best, RBIs. The best nickname. In, probably has the best nickname in the history of baseball. So he absolutely should be in. There's no question about it. But, I mean, okay, I'll, I'll give you this. I mean, I think Brooks Robinson is in because of his glove, too, okay? And he was the best defensive third baseman yeah. I ever saw. But, but, he also, but he also, you know, had, had um, you know, more home runs and more RBIs. Now, he didn't have a high average lifetime. I think it's like 270-something, or it's, it wasn't super high. But still, you know, all the years he played and, I mean, all the numbers he put up. You're... You're knocking Keith because of his power numbers. He wasn't a power-hitting first baseman. But he didn't, I mean, yeah, but there's a lot. Yeah, but the guy averaged nine home runs a season for a first baseman. That's putrid. He didn't even have a season. I mean, John Olerud had four seasons of over 20 home runs. Keith Hernandez, his highest total was 18. And that's, that's putrid. How do you... Olerud was, uh, was not the defensive player that Keith Hernandez was. Olerud, he wasn't, but Olerud won some gold gloves, too. And wore he's a helmet, also, too. A, he's, also a, he's also a league MVP. He's a two-time Silver Slugger Award. He he was in the top. Do you know that he was in the top ten uh, of voting for MVP four times during his career? I know, but what? I mean, so was Derek Jeter, but for crying out loud! And then you tell me Jeter's not a good defensive for a shortstop based upon all this cybergenic metro you know metro garbage, which is nonsense. I sent you sent you a highlight film of all the great plays. Nobody went back on the ball better. He should have given DJ LeMayu some lessons on how to go back on a fly ball the <laughs> other night. You know, I mean, yeah, he cost he cost Chapman that inning. Oh Chapman man. Was, Pitched fine. I mean, he would have got out of it. He would have had three great back-to-back appearances. 
Um, so yeah, he's, uh, I felt bad. I mean, I, I I think if Harold Baines can get in, if he, anybody can get in at Harold this point. Baines. Harold Baines. I mean, yeah. Baines was embarrassed. Yeah. It was like it was like the look on Adam Graves' face when he got his number retired by the Rangers, and he's like, "Wait a second, so I'm not a Hall of Fame guy, guy. <laughs> you know? I'm, I mean, you got you got you know get Leach up there and Messi up there. What about you? You guys are crazy, you know? I'm like, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's it's uh, it was almost hum- It was overly humbling, and Baines was like embarrassed. Baines like, I'm not a Hall of Fame. I wouldn't have accepted. I would have been like, guys, sorry, but I'll just take my plaque home to my to my house and put it on my wall, all right? Thank you very much. But, yeah, going back. Well, fit, fit, I, yeah. I think when it comes to Keith, I think where we disagree or where, you know, the, the, the variance in, in our opinions is that I put way more stock on his defensive ability than you do. You seem to think every time we talk about it, your thing is, yeah, but he only hit, you know, nine home runs a year and he only hit, you know, 2,100 hits. It's not just about offense. But Yeah, look, but it's about, but, but that's an offense-first position. He wasn't just a good first baseman. He was the best first baseman defensively who may have ever played the game. I wouldn't want a first baseman on my team that averaged nine home runs a season. That's just that's unacceptable. He, well, well, I, he was, you know, Sean, he was good enough to two, win, win two World Series with two different teams with, with only averaging nine home runs. So, I mean, I, but I you got, you, it takes 28 guys to win a World Series on the sun. So you're not going to crown 28 Hall of Famers because they won two World Series, are you? <laughs> The Mets do not win the World Series without Keith Hernandez. There is no I question. like the fly out before the catch. I mentioned in Game 7, he came up with the bases loaded and had that gigantic hit in the sixth inning when they were down 3 nothing against the Sox. I'm sure you remember that hit. Let's <laughs> put Mo Vaughn in there while we're at it, too, shall we? <laughs> no, That's right. Now. Good old Mo, right? From Norwalk, Connecticut. I mean, yeah, I, I just, uh, you know, I, I just, I don't think, I think the Hall of Fame is for great, great players. I mean, I, I can't sit there and go, Fox, Gehrig, Murray, Hernandez. It just doesn't work well, for me. Well, well, well I, I, I agree with you there. And if we're going to use that measuring stick, then a lot of guys don't belong in there. So if you're just going to keep it exclusive for the Roos, the Mantles, the Mazes, those guys, then, then, then you've got to take out... 70% of the guys, but since you're not... Well, not 70%. Then, then Keith belongs. Then well, you Keith know, belongs. you know, yeah, but he... But then you... But then you... Will Clark was a better ball player and had better stats. He also had a higher lifetime batting average. Keith Hernandez didn't even have a 300 lifetime batting average. He hit 300... Well, he did. He waited... He, wait, wait, he wait. Won. He hit 306 times out of a 17-year career, and you're telling me about home runs... And you're putting down Derek Jeter at 260 home runs, and Keith Hernandez at 162, and Jeter only well, played three more years than he did. One of those years, Keith also batted three forty-four. I know. Also, if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for that last year in Baltimore when he was hurt and he hit two hundred, he's a lifetime three hundred hitter. You got to f- f- ignore that last year. He played. You know. He, yeah, I understand. I mean, I understand, I understand too. But he, I mean, he's essentially a lifetime hit. And you know, growing up, we used to always say as kids, "Hey, if you get a hit, a, a hit three out of every ten times, you're in the Hall of Fame. You're one of the greats." And that's essentially what he. But he has twenty. If he had twenty, let's say for example, he had 27, 2,800 hits. I can make a case. He had twenty one hundred hits. I mean, Will Clark had twenty one hundred hits too, and I don't think Will Clark's yeah, a Hall of I, Famer I, either. I agree. He he does. He's not there based on. He wouldn't be there based on his offensive numbers. Wait. So okay. He was a solid offensive player, above average offensive player, but his defensive ability is what would what will get him in. But no, game. that's not but that's not what the Hall of Fame's all about though. The Hall of Fame is about great all time great great all around players. I mean if you're gonna do that you might as well put Paul Blair, who was one of the greatest center fielders I ever saw in my life, won eight gold gloves. Buddy Bell won six yeah, gold gloves. Two, Paul Blair was Paul Blair was a two fifty. But it doesn't matter you're Andrew, t- I heard you mention him. But your argument's defense. Your argument is defense. My argument is great all around players. That's the difference, you know? I mean, he just. I mean, Gary Cohn says Andrew Jones should be in the Hall of Fame. Should Andrew Jones be in the Hall of Fame? He won no. ten Gold Gloves. Absolutely. 
No? Okay, well, call Gary Cohn, because Gary Cohn mentioned that he had 10 gold gloves. He had 400 home runs. You know what his lifetime average was? 258. Okay, you know, I, I call him. He, he wouldn't he wouldn't answer the call. You know who the low? Okay, you know who the lowest you know, who has the lowest average in the Hall of Fame for any player that's in the Hall of Fame? Keith Hernandez. Cool, <laughs> 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 cool, Chris. Take a guess. Are you asking me? The question again is who had the lowest? Who had the lowest? Who has, who has the, lowest? the lowest average in the Hall of Fame? That's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, who's the lowest average? Uh, Reggie Jackson. No. But I'll give you close. He was a power hitter. David Ortiz. Same era as Reggie Jackson. Wow. Played for, Min- played, for Minnesota, played for the Minnesota Twins. Oh, Kirby Puckett. No. No, Kirby Puckett didn't hit 500 home runs. Hmm? His initials oh, are... Oh, I mean, Her- Herman Killebrew. Correct. It's Killebrew. 254 yeah. lifetime average. I mean, and the reason he's in is because he hit 500 home runs. That's why. The criteria yeah, was three. Is Craig like Biggio? Is Craig Biggio really belong in the Hall of Fame? He's 3,000 hits. Does Craig Biggio dominate? I mean, you know, Craig, I mean, Wade Boggs was a better hitter to me than Craig Biggio was. You know, but Craig Biggio hit some pop, it too. Sounds like you, it sounds like you'll put a guy in the Hall of Fame if he's got great offensive numbers and he was average defensively, but you won't put a guy in if he's great defensively, average offensively. Well, no, it's his all-around game. It's it's about based on the all-around game. But if you compare Cecil Cooper and Fred McGriff and Will Clark and Steve Garvey was a more productive player than Keith Hernandez. Couldn't sell Cecil Fielder on that list too. Yeah, look at yeah. look. Yeah, look at Big Sam Cecil too, man, who was great with the Yankees yeah, when he listen, came over. Yeah, you can make a, you can make a case for for certain guys. I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm not saying Keith should go in ahead of him. I mean, listen. It, 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 there's no limit to the amount of guys that could eventually be in. So, I mean, maybe you can make a case for a lot of those guys. Yeah, I just but, think, I just think they've warded down the Hall of Fame when Harold Baines got in and really warded down to me. It was really bad. <laughs> well, Baines, and, and that's Harold why I said if you're going to just have it for the all-time, the Willies, the, you know, the, the, those guys, the Mays, the Mantles, then a lot of guys don't belong. But since you've, you've opened it up a little bit, then I believe... So, what, so what, are you so, what are you so set on this war thing, too, anyway? I mean, I, just, just a stupid stat to me. Well, I, it's not that I'm set on it. It's just that you know, the, we now have more advanced uh, metrics to, to judge players by, and you've got to take them into consideration. You might as well just replace yeah. managers with computers, right, too. Exactly. Anyway, I got to run, brother, but I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll talk to you. So, all right? All right. All right, man. I'll argue on, on text later. You got Bye. it, brother. All right. Love you. Bye. <laughs> all right, George, checking in right there. I can't believe it, man. An hour already? This is insane. Breaking news. Aaron here? Boone has been replaced by a Dell laptop <laughs> with a bunch of analytics on it. Exactly. Anyway, everybody have a great day. Thanks for the calls. Thanks to Ralph Romeo for checking in. Thank you to my buddy Sean Cronin for being here. Say hi to his dad. He's sitting outside waiting for you. So anyway, we'll see you next week right here on Cronin and the Zook, right here on WTBR FM. Stay tuned for great programming, Beatles Forever, at 4 o'clock in Pittsfield Suns Baseball all year right here on WTBR. We'll see you, folks. Let's go, Brandon.